Due South by Southeast, the podcast which gives Due South its dues, one episode at a time. I'm Detective Squee, with me as always, of course, is Dottie Baker, and joining us, as always, as ever, is our other co-host. I'm sorry, am I coming third now? I'm Mountie Michelle, by the way. I'm, I'm coming, you know, after Dottie Baker now. What's your point? Oh, normally, you know, I'm before Dottie. Not that, I mean, Dottie, I love you. Oh, yeah, Dottie, I was going to say. I, I feel like I need to speak oh, now. This I love is, you, Dottie. This I is how you, these but... divisions between <laughs> the hosts happen. That's all I'm saying. Just, you know, there's a pecking order. Normally, I'm above Dottie. I love you, Dottie. But, but today, I'm below her. Oh, Dottie's just not the cappy. <laughs> Anyway, coming in dead last, <laughs> joining us this week, uh, she, yeah, you're becoming a bit of a regular yourself here. Please welcome... Nicola. Mountie Hello. Nicola. Oh, sorry, Mountie Nicola. I didn't realise I'd been promoted, sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, you see, well, I you won the was... Mini Mounties. Ah, oh, I didn't know there was a ceremony where you knight me or something. It's I Mini Mountie Nicola. What was the Mountie number again? Where's oh, the list? But, oh, well, have you got me um, list out yet? <laughs> <laughs> this, why she, this is why she becomes dead, because Dottie wouldn't forget her list. I haven't forgotten my list here. Thank you. Yeah, is it unfolded and ready when I need it? No. Unfolding, unfolding, look, listen. Slowly. <laughs> I can go slower. Yes, you can. <laughs> okay, now I've got to find it. I feel like we need a bit of music. Or for you to get the fuck on. <laughs> I think she's fairly early on the list. Aww, was oh, was I? Oh. Well, yeah, because uh, I got you, because you ran Gem, out of people, and Lucy. <laughs> we ran well, out of people a long time ago. <laughs> shh, shh. As far as the audience knows, everyone writes in to become a mini Mountie. No, it's because we're selective. Honest. <laughs> Ooh, struggling here. Oh, geez, just give me the list. Yeah, you, you For my sake. List. I'll just do everything, shall oh, I? Would you? Leave the list oh, alone. Oh. What? I'm just saying women can't be trusted with the list. That's all. What's What's wrong with that? You're talking to the microphone while I'm doing this. Say hi, say hi to everyone. Hello, everybody at home. Shall we just have a little chat? Can you imagine if we can't find you on the list? Oh, oh, we found you. We found you. Yeah, number 25. Ah. It's because you've written in the wrong order. Oh, so, oh. So instead of putting, as I said, Nicola Gosling, then... Tell him Steve Dave Vance. You put tell him Steve Dave Vance and then put Nicola Gosling. So that's oh, why you can fault. see it. Everything's my fault. 
Yes. Well, this list, which you exclusively write on, yes. You don't listen to how I tell you to write it. Number 25. It's all I'm hearing. Thank you. Out of so far 43. I am first an ant, and then I am Nicola Gosling. So you actually did get it (laughs) the right way round. Yeah, thank you. Oh, fucking sisters sticking the, the together, I see. I see how this works. Yeah, give me the list back, my list. Oh, jeez. Oh, I mean, already, how quickly it falls off the rails. Uh, well, I mean, we will get on to Mini Mountain Club in just a moment, but Michelle. Yes? I think we know what comes first. Like, Nicola, what rum are we drinking? You can ah, introduce... So. We've had it. We've got a few rums tonight. Oh yeah! In fact, I I will say the first one. You can say the second one, and then you can introduce the one we haven't even cracked yet. Yes. There's going to be cracked in a minute. Crack that um on the podcast. Like, I mean, this is the kind of nail biting action you can expect (laughs) from due south by southeast. Right. We had before. Um. Well, what we were waiting for Michelle to get here, and we had someone Michelle got here. We had an old favorite of this podcast, Old Hop King, Mm. which is an Aldi rum. It's it's such a nice drinking rum. This is the dark rum version. Mm. Like the spice is perfectly good as well, but. It's rare to find a dark rum with such flavours, and that's a cheap. Like, we, like we're not gonna lie, we yeah, started getting it because it was a cheap rum, but it's a lovely rum. Like, honestly, if you want a reasonably priced rum, it's a tenner for a very nice bottle. Um, and then, Nicola, you brought around one which I was very pleased about. I did. So to prove that I actually listen, occasionally. <laughs> okay, so to prove that I listen. I actually bought Cloven Hoof, which is one that you mentioned on a previous podcast. Yes. Well, the way it happened was, this was the one which I had at the Sci-Fi Weekender, which we did the first live Due South from, well, recorded live Due South from. And I had the Overhoof there. And the genius of what Nicola did, not only do I want to have the Overhoof on a podcast later to really get full bottle of it, and that's going to get so fucked we won't know what we're saying by the end of it, so that'll be funny in itself. But also, yeah, I didn't have any of the normal cloven hoof. So I had the overhoof monster, which is an overhoof with some uh, monster energy drink. And that's got, because it's got all the overproofed and it's got these extra flavours in it. It's kind of like a whiskey kind of thing. This is very, they're very clovey, isn't oh, it's it? it's lovely, lovely drink. And and I had mine with some orange juice, which, uh, of course, calls to mind that kind of mold, mold wine yeah. kind of thing of having the orangey notes and having the clove notes. Yeah. Because as the name was, yes, it's got cloves in it. I tried some of yours and I have to say, I mean, I'm drinking mine with um, some Pepsi, but I did try yeah, some I of yours. Pepsi as well. Uh, yeah, Pepsi Max, to be yeah. precise. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did try yours with the orange. It's absolutely lovely. It's absolutely lovely, and but I'm really, really enjoying it with a Pepsi Max as well, though I have to say. Can I just say though something that's just dawned on me? Actually, I mean, can I stop you? Is the question. No. <laughs> <laughs> How old do you know me? Yeah. <laughs> a few drinks and that's it. I don't stop. It's like a dam. It's like, it just opens and it goes. <laughs> that's what it says in the gents, anyway. <laughs> oh. um, no, all I was going to say is actually it didn't dawn on me when we talked about the um, is it o- over. Overhoof, yes. Yep. I didn't realise you'd had it with like an energy drink. Yeah. So I'm just thinking if we'd had that with Coke, I'm thinking, whoa, that's going to be like, it's something like 78% proof. But topping it off with an energy drink as well. I mean... You'd going all night, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, and then you'd really slow. Well, uh, <laughs> that might be off the cards after that. Actually, I, I must admit, I did then 
stay awake until four in the morning after that. It might I not be a coincidence. Why. <laughs> <laughs> Although, geez, if I had that now, because I've uh, basically gone vegan in my diet for the most part, and I now don't have any much sugar or fats and stuff like that in my diet. If I had an energy drink now, I'd be busting my tits <laughs> off. <laughs> it's yeah. safe to say. <laughs> We'll be pulling you down off the ceiling, won't we? Yeah, me and my tits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and what's the third one, which we, we're yet to enjoy? Well, I'm going to try my best to pronounce this correctly. So we got two new rums, this this one. We are spoiling you, listeners. So spoiling when we go for you. the overhoof, well, spoiling ourselves, really. Yeah, yeah. You get to hear about them, though. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly. I'm going to go for Fleur de Cana. Fleur de Cana. Yeah, yeah, with, with a slight... Kenna. 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 There's an accent over the end. Yeah. What's that do? I don't know how you pronounce that. Kenna. Kenna. Yeah, we just do it with a slightly different accent. <laughs> <laughs> we say the same, but slightly different accent. By yeah. Anjo Classico. Yeah. What's his rum? Five? What's his five what? Oh, what are we looking at? Uh, slow five aged. So aged age slow aged for years? five years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing that's aged... Yeah, th- no, this one, this is special. And it does say slow aged five. It, that is how so it's... So slow five aged. <laughs> yes. It's not me. That is how it is said. But, I mean, I wanted to read a little bit more. Oh, I'm looking at something that's not in English, so I'll go to the English. Yeah, go to the bit. English, yeah. that might help. Because, I, I mean, I, I, mean I know you're quite the Spaniard, but... Yeah. Um, Guess I wanted Spanish. to read what it says on the back here, because this is what made me buy this one. Okay, read there, it, there were two that I was kind of torn between, but then I read this. I don't know why I'm pointing at this with the pen. By the way, some, there's some juice self coming, as always. We'll get there. The reason I bought this is because on the back it says it is volcano enriched. I don't know how you enrich rum with volcanoes, but, I mean, how could you not buy that? How could you not? Right. Yes, it says it, 125-year um, family tradition. Of putting their rum in volcanoes? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean why? <laughs> is, is that like a husband hiding his rum? Oh she'll never guess it's in here. Yeah. I don't know. She kept on finding in the shed the volcano I think uh, saved. Yeah. Oh fuck, it's gone off again. Yeah. He shares it with his friends. Oh this is extra good. Where have you put it? In the volcano. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean I had to buy it, it said volcano enriched. And again, like I mean, you you think that it's good now. Think how uh, better it is that he was tough enough to do this while the volcano was going off as well. <laughs> yes. Brave, brave man. Oh, I don't want to get near that lava. And <laughs> it just made me think: if was it Pompeii that the volcano went off and turned yes. everyone's modern ash? I'm and where Frankie Howard used to hang out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I'm just thinking: just before they were going to obviously perish, it was like, oh, we can have a quick, quick sugar rum. If they're all coming out, of the if volcano, I'm just about to die, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, for the rum. It makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, easier to do. Easier to, easier die. to die. Easier to <laughs> die. in your hand. Perish, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad place to be, though, if rum was the last thing you had in your hand, was it? No. In your hand. Sorry. <laughs> there is. In your hand. You know, um, like some of the bodies have been preserved like, under the ashes. Yeah. There is a body that was preserved with his hand on his member. <laughs> yeah, he was having a little tug. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's either two things you can do in that situation where you're just about to die. It's either reach for yeah. the alcohol or reach for something yeah. else. What do you love? <laughs> yeah. What do I want most? Rum or... <laughs> you know. Well, maybe you he wasn't both. single, just the missus were down the pub. It's like, okay, I'm pretty sure this yeah. is us fucked. Ah, well. <laughs> Perhaps he'd had a chance to have both. The rum could oh, he have out the volcano, he had a quick drink and a quick go. He died a happy man. 
quick, quick drink and a quick jod. <laughs> there you go, the eloquence of it. Oh, if only he knew what we were saying about him today. That's <laughs> yeah, what he would have wanted. Yeah, it's just his epitaph, isn't it? <laughs> Well, uh, raise your glasses to the wanking warrior. Yes, <laughs> the wanking warrior. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Hope you're drinking at home to that one too. Mm, oh. Salty. Anyway. Oh, ruined it. Come on. Michelle, okay, I think that's the rum covered. Yes, must be. Uh, there's only one thing I want to hear now. Thank you, Johnny White Thank Trash. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny, as always. And to Matt Lees for the tune and for our theme tune, as always. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So, Michelle, I know... Oh, look, well, you're look, looking at me with that hopeful face. I'm just <laughs> waiting to hear the list, the plethora of names you will have. I have one. <gasps> I know, I have one, and that's exciting. I know that, you know, you wanted me to have all of the names for this week, but I have one. Okay, save a second. You got anything, Nicole? I've got one. Ooh. Oh, wow. And actually, it was one that I didn't have before tonight, but after watching the show, and I'll tell you why, this one come in my head. Okay, well, we'll save yours then. Okay. But you've got to have their permission. Just saying. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> be able, pair of guardianship or, on this case. Or able to get it later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be both there to see. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so, mm-hmm. Michelle, what, yes. what's your one? My one. Carol Lockyer. She's going to be added to our mini mountain list. Carol Lockyer. Why do I recognise that name? I don't know why you would recognise that name. It's my auntie. How do you know my auntie? Oh, we go to the pub sometimes. <laughs> it was a tourist. <laughs> effect. No, no. Um, Carol, so your auntie is... My auntie. Oh, my auntie's being added. And did you ask her in advance? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, there we go. Well, right you, down then. I kind of feel like you doubted I would have anybody, but... You well, know, of course I did, because you never do. <laughs> So, uh, what what mini mountain number is she? Forty four. So forty four. What? Ooh. We're almost halfway. Yes. To our one hundred, which we will of course get to by the end of the run of due south. Yes. Now it's we might we might find other ways of extending this podcast beyond the uh, due south run, yeah. but but in that run before we get to the last due south, it's got to be a hundred members. And I'm sure at some point people are going to start flooding in with their requests through. Facebook and No, Michelle, Twitter I mean, and... if they were going to flood through, how would they do that on email, for instance? Then they would drop us a little email to juiceofbse at gmail.com. Okay, but yeah, Ooh. I mean, say, say, I don't have email, but I love me some Facebook. Just go in that little search bar on Facebook and type in juiceofbse. Or due south or by just, southeast. Yeah, yeah, that'll do too. And what would you that'll, get up? Would it be a page? Would it be a person? No, would it be, it be a, a... It'd be a page. No, it wouldn't. No. It'd be a group. Group. That's what it would be. No, it'd be a group. It's not a person in a group. I'm a person in a group. Yeah, and you keep on forgetting to share any Canada stuff. You give me sharing to my timeline, not to the group. I lost my phone. That's why that didn't happen. How's that help? How do you share it to me because then? Because my my laptop is useless. I managed to share it to you, but then my laptop is useless, and I. You could be... go to a group. As well as a person. Twitter. How would they do it? Um, at BSC. What about on the Instagrams? I don't know. Don't do Instagram. You're the one doing the Instagram. I don't know. It's the same. It's add you south BSE. Yeah. yeah. So simple. What about 
MeWe, the new the what? Uh, social media platform. Don't start adding us onto anything else. Oh, I thought you just needed the toilet. <laughs> no, I... MeWe. MeWe. If you go into MeWe, then you'll find due south by southeast isn't there yet. <laughs> I was going to say, what the heck just, is MeWe? It is a social media platform that someone told me about. They were going to say, oh, we're leaving... leaving Facebook because of all the security issues and they're a member of the Gallifrey Stands, my other podcast, Doc Two podcast, and radio show now. They were part of that group and they were saying it's like, Oh, yo, are you thinking of setting up a group in MeWe because we're just joining that as opposed to that to uh Facebook because it's better for security, no adverts, whatever. I'm going, I'll look into it. I can't make any promises. Mm. Okay. So my I haven't heard of it. My have you what about on MySpace? <laughs> oh, that oh, that's dated, isn't it? What if they were asking Jeeves? <laughs> anyway, isn't there an episode we watched? <laughs> we're not there yet. We got other orders of business, Michelle. So I, so well, we well, have Nicola more mini mounties. I do, and I'm like I said, I'm taking guardianship on this. I'm going to put my niece on there, okay. Whitney. Aww. Uh, forty-five. Whit- her name is Whitney Kershaw. Yeah. And is she forty-five? No, she's not. She's nine. And oh. now I have a few nieces and nephews, but the reason I've selected her, and from watching the show, right, and I won't give it too much away before we talk about the show, but it was the little boy that reminded me of her, and she is the little girl that if you said give me the bat, she would say get your own bat. <laughs> <laughs> That is my niece. It was the same with the M&M's advert. Do you remember the one? Get in the bowl. No, you get in the bowl. I don't know if you remember that. That is that little girl. You get in the bowl. No, you get in the bowl. (laughs) (laughs) That is what reminded me of her. And I thought this is a perfect thought process. So, Whitney, please. Yeah, she's on. She's number 45 on our list. Well, I've only got three this week. (gasps) Check you out, little show off. So. Yes. My first of my three mini Mounties is uh, my now co-host from Gallifrey Stands podcast. I've got someone else joining me uh, for the show. It's uh, Mr. Christian Basil. B-A-S-E-L. So it's Basil. It's not just them mispronouncing Basil. B-A-S-E-L. Yeah. He's American, so it's not just him mispronouncing Basil on this occasion. Because <laughs> uh, I kept on calling him Basil because it's it's natural to translate basil to basil. Basil to basil, yeah. yeah. They pronounce all the herbs wrong. But I've got his... Yeah, it's herbs, herbs not herbs. There's herbs. an H there. Anyway, so, sorry, American listeners. We like you really. We're just taking a piss. Oregano, like we do out of each other. Oregano, come on. Yeah. Oregano. No, it's oregano. Is it oregano? Yeah, not oregano. Oregano. <laughs> Anyway. What's cilantro? Cilantro in... Coriander. Not even oh, yeah. close. Not even close. It's not, it's not even like oregano. <laughs> At least you know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Actually, is it cilantro, not cilantro, they say? I don't know, but it's nowhere near... Coriander. Yeah. The proper name. Just say coriander. Well, I do. <laughs> uh, and my other two, we, we brought this up the other week, and it's about time they were on this list. They mm-hmm. were squeaking a storm at me in protest about this earlier. It's Mr. Bowie Shaw. Bowie Shaw? Yeah. And Mercury Shaw. The Piggles. My little guinea pigs. Because we have pets on our list. That's how it works. And by the way, I'm pretty sure we won't add him right now. 
for I'm pretty sure when we talk to Ross Mullen about his top 10 Canadians, he's going to put his cat parsnip on. <laughs> I am going to ask him. Okay, that <laughs> name, oh. Parsnip. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ross Mullen is a dear, sweet Canadian. He's a lovely mm. man. Uh, Game of Thrones, Doctor Who, oh. loads of stuff. Oh, great man, great actor. Creature performer, he's been in loads of stuff. Uh, and Bear behaving badly. Ah. Never the bear. I don't remember it, but you told me about it. I love you all. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Or something like that. I don't know. Sounds more family guy when I do it, but he does it well. <laughs> well, the next order of business, before we get to the episode, and this week's episode, Michelle, is? Uh, an eye for an eye. It is. And we'll begin that in a second. Now, Michelle, as I've mentioned Ross Mullen there, uh, when he came on, we got a little bit of a bump in our ratings. Yeah, as you might expect, you get a celebrity on of, of his stature. You get a few extra listeners. And uh, if I can just quickly uh, have a look, I will tell you exactly what uh, ratings we got in the week when he popped on. Because, right. you know, previously, as you know, I think it was a... We might have got up to 150, 200 listeners before, maybe. I don't know if we broke 200 before. You'd be surprised if we did. But between Ross Mullen and Clovenhoof Rum, we got 270 listeners. Nice little uh, markup in our yeah, in our nice, listenership. Nice. Now, of course, next week it was just, well, I said just us. It was us, Dotty, of course, and Nicola. Mm. So, uh, what do you think our listenership went to the next week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it dropped back down. Do you think? What with me on it? <laughs> About five. <laughs> Wrong. Oh, no, I'm gonna go. Wrong. I'm gonna Wrong. Go. <clears throat> Higher. Really. People kept listening. They kept expecting celebrities, maybe. I don't know, but do you want to guess what it oh, went to? No, no. Bear in mind, by the way, a lot of podcasts, including I, fallen guilty of this on my other podcast. Sometimes podcasters get shy about their ratings. They don't want to say how many listeners they got. Maybe they get embarrassed. Maybe they're like, you know, well, if we get a high week, we don't want to mention it. Here, anyone listens, we're impressed. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're happy for every listener we get. So when we get up to 100, that's magical. When we yeah. realised we were getting 100 a week, that was great. We were like, what? Really? 270 <laughs> is astounding. More than that is a bloody miracle as far as we can say. Do you want to guess, and you can each get a guess at what we got last week. And I've just refreshed that, it for the first time today. It was me on it. It was you on it as well. Okay. Well, so five. <laughs> well, no, no. It's more than 270. So oh, yeah. five is less than 270. <laughs> okay, 290. Ooh. Um, no, I'm going to... Oh, this feels very brief. I'm going to go over the 300 mark and maybe just go like 301. Over 300. Higher. No, come on. Really? No. Higher. No. Okay. Higher. <laughs> you keep saying no, I'm going to keep saying no. Okay, I'm going to go 320. And by the way, anyone thinks we're boasting now, this is just disbelief. This is amazement. Higher. No, come on. Higher. Mountie Squee, I can't believe I, 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 No, Mountie Detective Squee. Squee. Detective Squee. The rest of your mount is on the detective. Mounties, come on. Um, no, no really? we're talking quite a bit higher. Oh my goodness, three fifty. Really? <laughs> I'm not sure my voice can go much higher. With my amazement here. No, come on. Do you think it was going to talk about ball gags? <laughs> <laughs> or ball bags? Like we, we've got said. the sort of um, 
This is the first New South podcast to make it over like 10 episodes or whatever it was that other podcast made to. I think there were only like six. And we are the first X-rated New South podcast. Oh. Well, we've got to go to all groups, haven't you, really? So next guest. Yeah, okay, I'm going to put it out there at 380. Are we going over 400 mm. here? Higher. No. <laughs> 480 then. All right, jeez, don't overdo it. <laughs> Fucking hell, no, 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 you've ruined Sam it. Lee, no, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shall I tell you? Go on. As of this moment, and it's been out a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. You know, a bit under two weeks. 451 listeners on the last episode. That's insane, y'all. Anyone who's listening right now, I don't care if it's five this week, but just thank you to everyone who's listened to the podcast, who supported it. Please do write in, by the way. It'd be nice to hear from you. Become a mini Mountie. We need some more mini Mounties, and I, I know I don't make it the easiest. Yeah, to, um, to South BSE at gmail.com is where you write to, yeah. as I'm sure Michelle came flawlessly <laughs> early, of course. Yeah, of course I did. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Like, you, you obviously, there are some of you listening, and I'm, I, I, again, I'm not expecting the listenership to stay up there. If it does, that would be amazing, astounding. But anyone listens is great for us. This is just a bit of fun, a bit of piss taking. I think actually that is what makes this show good is that we just have a laugh and have a few drinks and it's just light-hearted and you get to watch a bit of g south i really hope you're watching along the g south episodes with so. us as well it's so good yeah but anyway um that's all the orders of business and the thanks for the amazing listeners of this podcast yeah. i mean obviously you have no lives but apart from that we love you though and we love you for that <laughs> no no we're, we're kidding yeah yes no, no we're sitting here recording this so trust me the diss is on us <laughs> But we're on to an eye for an eye, Michelle, yes. and uh, this was a swallowed episode. It was episode. a really good episode, yeah. actually, and it was, it was quite different to some of the other episodes they've done. So, yeah, it was quite what, interesting. What I love about it is it's one of those ones which hasn't got, like, a big guest star. Yeah. It hasn't got a huge uh, on-running plot point from the series or anything yeah. like that. You know, it isn't one of those special episodes in that way. It is a general episode of Juice South. Mm-hmm. It's a moral tale as yeah. The best of Juice South is, and I think pretty much every episode of Juice South is. But it just, it soars above. It's something more special somehow. We love this one. Nicola? Yeah, no, it was a good one. I, it was very good. It was very, um, it was very Juice Southy. <laughs> was it Southy South South? Southy Southy, yes. <laughs> Juice Southy by South East. Yeah. Yeah, and this is Nicola who describes Walking Dead as walkies. Yeah. Uh, she thinks that Southampton is is yeah it's coasty, but but where oh. she she is in Dorset it's coasty coast. Yeah. I'm more coasty coast because it has the beach. So do we? We got beaches, just stone beaches. We got Western Shore. Let's not be dissing Western Shore. Yeah, we got Docky Docks as well. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your dog? Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've gone through why the dog Southampton Bay technically counts. Anyway, that's yeah, another thing. This episode of Juicer. Uh, yeah. So, uh, mm. and Michelle. Yeah. So what's off? Uh, well, we got a clip to begin with, haven't we? Yeah, but I'll tell you, before we do the clip, it starts Ooh. off, and you know, at the beginning of this episode, we do not have the Benny and Raymond. Oh yes, not straight away. Oh yes, because usually, 
what we've noticed is that every week you have that Benny and Ray moment Mm -hmm. where they're just hanging out and they're doing something. It's usually a funny scene which then leads into the action. So I'm like this week because I usually forget to set it up and I start playing and go, oh, crud, it's another one of these moments. I, I should be recording this for the episode. And then we have to wind back and I have to record it. This week I'm like, no, I know they always start with a Ray and Benny moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have this ready to record, play record. And they have music, a guy who isn't talking. <laughs> Nothing that is usable in a clip happens in the first like minute of the episode. Yeah. I'm like, it's all visual, wasn't it? The all one visual. time I bloody well think to do it. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, good timing. But um, yeah, but it starts off and there's like this kind of elderly man kind of going about his business and he's being followed. In the cash check place. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's being followed by a younger man. Yes. So you kind of feel like this younger man's up to no good, you know, possibly after this money that's just been cashed. So that's how it starts off. But then we do get this lovely moment and we, and we do have a clip of quite a nice little Benny Array moment. Yeah, it just comes yeah. in just to... Fuck with me, basically. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the only reason they did that was to mess with you. Yeah, they all thought. These years later, I think in the year twenty eighteen, what you mean about like twenty years or so from now? Yeah, I think there's going to be a guy. He'll call himself Squee. It's going to be a bit <laughs> weird, but he's going to try and record this. We're going to fuck with him this week. <laughs> no, I do. I do. This is something on a serious point. I do love Bad News South. Is they love to mess with the format to change it a little bit to tweak yeah. it because you've got a format to a Juice South episode, which is nice comfort food. But it's nice to have a little bit of a change-up to make it interesting. So you still have the opening scene with Benny and Ray, but it's a little a minute in after you've yeah. got something else first. Mm. So they don't completely take away your comfort food, but they give you something interesting as well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, here is a clip we like to call Old Folks and Taffy Dogs. <laughs> okay. Safety on the street is a matter of common sense. You must ask yourself... Damn, what, what? You say so what? Uh, you must ask yourself, is it safe to walk in my neighborhood during the day or night? This neighborhood? Of course it's not safe. It's a slum. What kind of bozo comes up with a safety tip like that? The mayor's blue ribbon panel on safety for senior citizens. Yeah, a bunch of do-gooders sitting around solving other people's problems, sipping on cappuccinos. I'm dead, Frazier. These people are going to eat me alive. They don't seem particularly threatening, right? Old people just make me nervous. Well, you know, the aged are just like people, too. Only they're older. In the last five weeks, six of their neighbors have been beaten and robbed. Nobody can ID the guy. We got no leads, and Division sends me down here to reassure them. <sighs> they're gonna rip me limb from limb. Hey, maybe I should bring the nightstick. Right. Okay, okay. Deepen Baker. Don't be selfish. I've told you taking an hour out of your day to visit with the elderly can be as rewarding an experience for you as it is for them. Come on, when's the last time I asked you to do a good turn? No, 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 no. That was different. Those were orphans and that taffy pull was for charity. Well, I shaved it out of your hair, didn't I? Right, first of all, Nicola, right, you've got to learn... When we're, we're playing the clips, that's the most vulnerable time for sound-wise. So if you start pouring the drink during that bit, it's worse. <laughs> so, like, Nicola's signalling over to Michelle. like, just down that bit, and then I'll pour some more while he's playing the clip. And, and 
<laughs> so Michelle Downs it starts choking. <laughs> Nicola pops the cook. So I'm sorry if there's any sound issues during that. I just. Uh... But it's authentic. Well, well, we're talking to the better time to do it. We we talk louder than the clip plays. Okay, that's the second time tonight I've choked. What is going on? Well, what you did at home with your husband, it's neither here nor there. Oh, it's swallowed. Is that a <laughs> I was going to say, it's the hair that's got stuck. Yeah, and as Nicola commented earlier, that's why Gary said, don't come home tonight. <laughs> Oh, that's the point. My husband never said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't come back. <laughs> come back so when you just, can swallow. Just don't, come, just to go, don't come back to yeah, the bedroom. Don't come back, but come back when you can swallow again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I did start to choke during that clip, though, which might have been slightly distracting. So oh. anyway, yeah, so that's a nice little setup. So it tells you what they're doing. Yeah, they're yeah. going to the old folks home. They're going to talk to some, yeah. some old guys. They're oh, some old people, sorry, old not just guys. old guys. Yeah, um, old guys and gals. Thank you, Nicola. They said it right out there that it's not a safe neighbourhood, that mm. there's dangers, like as there are in the streets of some areas of Chicago. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. To the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, did we go for the hoof again? Yeah, sorry. We're gonna go for the, oh, no, that's fine. Next, time we'll Next one, we will go for the new rum. Don't way. worry, guys, we will yeah. give you a report on what the other rum tastes like. I know. The volcano rum! I know some people will be on the edge of their uh, seats while they <laughs> listen to the podcast. Yeah. Computer chairs. Whatever you just do. They could be on a commute. Could be a bean bag. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Could be a bus seat yeah. while they're on their commute. I love it if people are listening to this on commute to work. Maybe with rum out of a bag, like one of the brown bags, like oh, a, yeah. brown bagging it on a bus. That's what you want our listeners to be like brown bagging it. Yeah, we're a class. <laughs> Maybe on a park bench somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, one of our, one of our. <laughs> One of our fellow podcasts, which has come on more than once now, is... Uh, uh, have they done this one, actually? I think they have. Neil and Johnny, Drink in the Park. Yes. No, well, I don't think they have. They've only done Gallifrey Sands. Gallifrey, yes. Our friends from Neil and Johnny, Drink in the Park, yeah. they've got to come on this one, because they've said they'll come on and do their top 10 Canadians. Yeah, Johnny was very excited. Oh, fucking hell, Johnny. Johnny, yeah, he's always oh, excited, isn't he? Yeah, a little too overexcited. I've him not excited. <laughs> Doesn't know what day of the week it is, but he's... He's excited for it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that when he comes on. But anyway, yeah, so they drink in the park anyway. And they're some pod pal Canadian friends of ours. He'd probably be up for some rum at least. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so I like the fact that, that that's one of those simple Ray and Benny scenes which sets out our store for the episode. Yeah. And it's also kind of setting up a bit of a crappy episode for Diefenbaker as well, I think. In this one. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Baker's always got the comedic chops, yeah. and I think Dottie Baker will agree. Mm. She's a big fan. She's nodding, yeah. But her, <laughs> but his comedy timing in this episode is just brilliant. The thing, what he says now, oh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, is amazing. His delivery, his comic timing, his persona on screen. Yeah, so like straight away, you know, they're putting across that. He's not happy to be going to these old people because he's had bad, um, he's had bad experiences in the park. Well, with in charity. The park, in the past. In the past. <laughs> in the past, in the park. In the park. In the park. Maybe that taffy pull was in the park. That's a good He's just like, oh, vulnerable people, they do my head in, you know. And by the way, I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe the uh, thing of uh, taffy pulls 
Because taffy is an American thing. It's like a it's like chewy, chewy, sweety thing. kind of thing. Yeah. Sorry, candy. Uh, where they put, uh, but I think taffy pulls. I think they make it and pull it, and you, you eat some oh, like fresh know. taffy. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's freshly made. I think that's my answer. If you're American, do write in. I do remember taffy puller being used in um, the newer version of Willy Wonka. Okay. Do you remember um, with Johnny Depp? Because oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, say yeah. take when he does it. He says take him to the taffy puller. Oh, okay. And there you go. So, but I think the taffy puller was that actually used in? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, that was Mike TV when he goes very oh, small. He, yeah, yeah, they say, "Oh, use the taffy puller." <laughs> okay. To make him. <laughs> Make it very stretching with it. Yeah, yeah. Stretching with it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Taffy's not something I know too much about. But um, by the way, I forgot to do this. Uh, this is what I'm Du has to say about the plot of Eye for an Eye. Mm. Um, by Mike Cabot. While investigating a series of muggings involving the elderly, Fraser and Vecchio must contend with a mugging victim who decides to take the law into his own hands. Succinct. Makes good English sense, and they don't call him Ben. <laughs> well done, Mark Cabot. <laughs> well done, you, sir. That if you want to get in touch, we'll make you a mini round. Yeah. We're happy to do that. Because yeah. we we're. Like, I okay, think okay. we're pushing it. I think we're pushing it there. We're on. We're on Dodgy Crow. If you write into a show, we've got them. <laughs> They're right on the Facebook page. They've, in, they've, they've taken the King Silver at that point, <laughs> but not until. By the way, a little trivia on this episode. The production crew had to cut in truckloads of snow because they had a warm-up mm. in Toronto and all the snow melted before they finished shooting some of the park oh, scene. No, really? And that park was coated. It was covered, wasn't so it? So well done, the production team. Blimey, this was a snowy nice. episode, so yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah, good on them. It looked good. You wow! Been. So there was a huge gap between... No, this is... Oh, it's a typo. Jeez, I hate when they do this. So, on IMDb, all the dates for these seem to be wrong because in October, it's got the 3rd of October, Eye for an Eye, uh, 2000 and... Oh, sorry, 1995. I'm not used to mm. saying that anymore. And then uh, the next episode, The Man Who Knew Too Little, 5th of September, 1995. I thought it was a year between for a second. Like, what the hell? But it's just... It's yeah, yeah. the same month, obviously. They've just got the wrong date. Anyway... Anyways, yes, I'm moving on. I don't have to say before we do move on that my favourite quote from that scene was, I shaved it out of your hair, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Stephen yeah. Baker. Yeah, he's not had the best time with these charity events, obviously. Yeah, obviously, Stephen Baker's just like, old people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't send me in those, those old people. But later on, you see him trying as well, which is nice. We'll yeah, get to that, though. We'll get to that. We'll but but then they go inside and they start giving the talk mm. to the elderly. Yeah. Ray's drowning as he always does. I love the fact they always set Ray up. Basically, he always goes up giving the official speech. It's like he's giving out a textbook what he's been yeah. told to say by the office. And this is what he always gets told off is like for not following procedure. And whenever he's doing something like this, he's always following procedure by reading out what he's meant to. He whenever he meets a criminal, it's always kind of like he's always reading the right act to the book and everything. And then it's like the mountain comes in. I know when it starts off, there's a woman kind of like shouting something out, and he's like, "Oh, I can't answer that because you know the boss doesn't want me to talk about it." So he kind of like calls Benny over to help. Does yeah. Benny help? No, <laughs> he makes it worse. And he just uh, and Benny's already like heckling him while yeah. he's doing. <laughs> Oh, by the way, a random thing. Sorry, I have to do this while I remember. Just because uh, I said Mountie is supposed to saying uh, Benny. 
this week uh, if you go on to this comes under Canada news which we didn't do this week but okay. uh, if you go to the Ralph Report which is with Ralph Garman it's a free episode every Monday but it's a podcast you subscribe to on Patreon you pay like a fiver a month and you get all the episodes for, mm. for us uh, yeah for that month so there's different tiers you can buy but just to get the thing you, you only have to pay I think it's even a couple of bucks American money and you get this episode an episode of this show every morning and he had David Shaw which was a writer for Due South before going on to be the creator of House really? yeah and he House talks a, great. he talks a little bit about Due South and uh Ralph Garman remembered it and being like, he goes, oh yeah, I remember that was the one with the Mountie. It was like a fish out of water story with him in uh, Chicago. He goes, yeah, well it was, uh, but it was truly a Canadian production. It was filmed in uh, uh, Toronto. And I'm like, was it? I, I always assumed it was filmed in Chicago. I well, never, I, always assumed. I feel like this is one of those moments of like, oh, and I call myself a fan. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I, I never knew it was actually filmed in Canada. I thought it was funded by Canada. I thought with some, American funding but it was just shown on American TV yeah. but apparently it was the international audience which I I did kind of know which saved it which because it got cancelled after its first year came back I think it cancelled another time came back and then by the last series or last two series as it's demarked in America it was funded partly by the BBC yeah. I had no idea that it was filmed in Toronto yeah so it was a Canadian and then a Canadian-British yeah. uh, programme. It was never an American programme, which I didn't realise. It was just, yeah, say, shown in one of the American networks. Good fact. But back onto this episode. Yeah, yeah, back onto this. Where were we? I mean, we're only oh, 40 yeah, minutes yeah. in so and one scene in, barely. OMG. Um, OMG indeed. OMG. <laughs> well, one of the things that I wanted to <laughs> point out, as um, we quite often do... Yes. These episodes, I don't know where I'm going to push. It yeah. won't last, it won't last. Yeah, it won't. Uh, <laughs> was, you know, as I'm... Get more Hampshire on it. Yeah, it's, it's going to get there, trust me. As Ray's up there doing his speech to the old people, I couldn't help but notice what he was wearing. He was wearing, like, proper full-on suit. He could have been working in an office. <laughs> yeah. you know, th- this isn't the Ray Vecchio that we know. This but was it... proper smart. But again... More of a serious episode. Yeah. He wears more of a serious outfit. His outfits are keyed into what's happening. They are. So when it's one which is more lighthearted mm-hmm. episode, he lets the fun ray out. Yeah. The rum's out, the fun's out. The rum's out, the Ray Vecchio shirts out. Ray Vecchio craziness is out, yeah. And recently in, in Southampton, the sun was out for a couple of days. Oh, yeah, we had a couple of days. It's been shit since. But... The sun's out, rum's out, fun's out. It was a great time. It's like, make the most of it. This isn't lasting. <laughs> Got to say that at the beginning of the episode. That's feel bad now. Anyway, oh. rums out, thumbs out. <laughs> hey, but oh my god! I mean, it was like proper office worker suit, though. I mean, even for Ray, this was sensible. Yeah. Proper, proper sensible suits. Anyway, for most of this episode. Then they move on to the bit whereby uh, after Benny finally does take yeah. the mic after sort of heckling. Yeah, he kind of heckles Ray bit. from the back. Like, like Ray kind of asks him to come and help, and he does the opposite. <laughs> You know, he's like, well, actually, that's a sensible, uh, sensible question there. And he's kind of like, because he, yeah, the guys in the audience going, it's like, well, how's that going to help us? It's yeah. like, well, I don't feel like they feel safe just having a deadlock, and they go, yeah, preach. You yeah, know, they're yeah. joining in with him, and it's like Benny, <laughs> <laughs> and Benny comes up to the mic, and then he tells this wonderful story, which yeah. I always remember 
from the Due South soundtrack. This is one that, because they had these uh, wonderful bits of music, but they had a couple of clips in the show, some which they tied into music. So there's a music bed playing under this clip, which I'm going to play in a minute, which was on the soundtrack as well as we're going to feature it now. Mm. And it went into a full musical track on the soundtrack. And it's just a beautiful speech. It's just, it's lovely. It's one of those things where it just, it goes from a kind of, comical scene to something a lot deeper because Benny's just giving the speech and just this is why Due South lifts above can have these kind of really serious moments about like I mean Benny is so comical so much and he's perfect as Ralph Garman so rightly put it fish out of water and the comedy comes from that and then every now and again he gives this really uh, deep speech about the plight of the Inuit mm of the people which he's used to living around and it just hits you right in right in the fields as the kids right say. In the knackers. No in the no, fields. In the fields, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> in the field, not the knackers. No, not I've the knackers, knackers, no. <sighs> and we have a dear sweet moment you had to ruin it, didn't you? <laughs> I've got to try, haven't I? I've got to try. So this is a uh, clip we would like to call Benny Talks Babies. <laughs> Where I come from the challenges are quite different. There are no drug dealers or pimps, a few thieves to bother with. There's only the environment. And surviving in the face of it is the challenge of the Inuit. A mother gives birth somewhere out on a glacier field, hundreds of miles from the nearest outpost, and she knows that the odds are stacked against her son even living to see the spring disease or the lack of food, the elements, and even if they should survive, and if he should grow to be a boy, she knows very well that all he has to do is lose his footing on the smooth surface of a glacier, and that'll be that. In other words, she should know that her son cannot live, so why should she try? Well, I know this woman. son. She was weak and uh, undernourished. But the next morning she stood up and she picked her child up into her arms and then she set out again into the blinding snow. And I think I think that was the single most courageous act that I've ever seen. pulls on the heartstrings doesn't it <laughs> it's beautiful it's just a beautiful moment it's one of those things whereby i always say with um and i think i've mentioned it before on this podcast it's whenever on anyone writes for sherlock for sherlock holmes especially the bbc sherlock and uh i mean that one just springs to mind it's not that it's any cleverer but in any of these versions of sherlock holmes where they deduce these things where they come up with these scenarios and they write these intricate things it's like they must, to a degree, have to think like Sherlock to come up with that equals that. You can deduce that from that. Yeah. Some versions better than others, but the ones which take from the source material are usually the best, uh, which Sherlock does. And to come up with a speech like that, you'd have to think like this incredibly noble person yeah. like uh, Benton Fraser. I, I don't know how you get yourself in that mindset. It's just such beautiful writing. It is. I mean, it really does get to you. Like every time we kind of hear these, 
these stories from like back home with him it's so heartwarming oh my goodness it really does kind of like pull on those heartstrings it's beautiful i absolutely love these little speeches that we get from him as, as an aspiring writer myself if i ever write anything half as beautiful as that i'd be really proud yeah. and one of the things that you actually picked up on was you know you know quite often benny goes on these um I was going to say rants. I don't think rants. Well, I was going to say rants. Beautiful speeches, you Beautiful could say. Beautiful speeches. Um, and, and Ray is there. At first, he's kind of like rolling his eyes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And then by the end of it, he's like, he's rolling his eyes as uh, Benny comes up and starts talking to the audience. Going, oh, first, geez, he's like, oh, here we go. These. Yeah. But... but then they do a shot where they go back to him in the middle of that speech. And he's leaning over the lectern, which he was standing at to give his talk mm. and he's just he's transfixed he's mesmerized and those shots are really powerful as well it just shows someone who's so cynical to benny in general when he starts going with it he's like leaning in to listen yeah because it, it was such a beautiful speech i mean how could you not be moved by it yeah well i mean nicola bit of heart stone <laughs> <laughs> she's like what? <laughs> I'm just like thinking, well, the rum's nice. I'm nodding. It's <laughs> it's a good night. I've maybe had one too many. <laughs> about four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> I was going to say only one too many. Well, we can work on that. <laughs> We've got another bottle we haven't opened yet. And that one looks quite a grown up bottle as well. <laughs> grown up. Yeah, I suppose these kids, kids rums. Well, look at the difference between the the teenage rum there and the grown up one over there. What can I say? I'm, I'm a more grown up person. No, it's not, I'm still I mean, washing. Is it? At five foot, you're anything but grown up. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. So is it four nine? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how much I've shrunk. <laughs> I'm hoping I haven't gone under the five foot yet. I can't be sure, but. Yeah, it's got to be close, isn't it? <laughs> Did you see that thing I tagged you in the other day? Oh, which one? Which one? It's one of the ones where it's like, um, if your friends are under five foot or whatever the height it said was, uh, they're not really friends. They're hobbits, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Neve's about the same height as me now. She's, she's my youngest. And... Remind me, she's fully grown. She's not, you know... She's 11. Oh, yeah, that's it. Now I remember. <laughs> she's, a, she's ex- like pretty much exactly the same height as me now. She's 11. So, yeah, my oldest is 14. He, he Yeah, he's he's way above me now. <laughs> and still growing. I haven't got the hobbit gene. No, <laughs> no, my son hasn't got the hobbit gene. He's definitely taller than me. My daughter at 11 is the same height as me, so... You know, I think, give it another month or two, I will be the shortest in my house. Thank God you haven't got a mischievous uh, uncle figure who's a friend who's known as an uncle to the kids who comes around to join them in and take the piss out of you. Some creepy man who calls himself... Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That is so no, weird, I'm not hearing... I'm not getting caught creepy about hanging around with the kids who I know as my niece and nephew. Some weird old uncle. No, no, I draw the line here. <laughs> We were both thinking the same, weren't we, Michelle? You're both wrong. It's both on you. Anyway, next week. There's a show here. There's a show. Oh, bloody scene. The next thing that I actually noted down here is um, you know, it's obviously you know there's a lot of snow about. It's um supposed to be, you know, like 
I guess in the summer, in, in the summer, in the winter. In the summer in the time summer when time. the snow's coming down. <laughs> you know, that, that's England, not Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> in the summer snow, it's like, you know. Well, spring oh, snow happens. we had. Yeah, we had spring snow. Um, yeah, this is Chica- supposed to, supposedly Chicago. Yeah. And, it, you know, there's snow everywhere. And <laughs> one of the things I noted down was Benny. He's got this, like, really, really big, thick white jumper on with big turtleneck and everything which would be quite fitting for you know all the snow and that but one thing it made me think of it, it took me straight back to the 90s and i don't know if they'd know this in america but boy zone oh, it was a proper yeah. proper boy zone jumper it was am i the only one that was thinking this i didn't at the time but now you're saying it yeah it, i see what you're saying it's a proper well, being, boy's being a jumper. huge boy's own, boy's own fan as i am oh come on you were into ronan right well who wasn't but that's not i know point. i was at 12 <laughs> <laughs> i've grown up a bit since then but you say it best when, when you, you say, say nothing, nothing at all about boy's own <laughs> no oh yeah, that was just a note that I made because it just took me straight back to the 90s when I saw that jumper and, and the boy bands that were out at that time. Yeah, I mean, I could picture Justin Timberlake in his NSYNC <laughs> days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when he sang Bring Sexy Back. <laughs> no, that was in his solo in career. Like sexy <laughs> Back in my woolly jumper. Excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> You're thinking of NSYNC days, aren't you, rather than... Yeah, uh, in, rather it's bring, than that's why I said NSYNC days, I said NSYNC. <laughs> but you didn't... Bring sexy back... No, I did say. Yeah, but I said that before, about... No, I'd already said it, I'd already said NSYNC. <laughs> I'll just nod and drink with you. He brought yeah. sexy back long after this. Jeez. With <laughs> I don't know, I mean, gee... Bit we brought sexy back to Boyzone. We brought sexy back to Justin Timberlake. Let's How about bringing on. on some due south? <laughs> Let's move this sexy back on to Stephen Baker. <laughs> Do you remember what he looked like after he'd visited the old people's? <laughs> oh yes, a uh, early hot. I mean, there's a lot of contenders for the Stephen Baker moment of yes. the week. So we won't talk about that. We right won't now. talk about this. Has got but to be up this there. moment is going to be up there when Stephen uh, Baker comes out of the old folks' home. Stephen Baker's already been cynical. He sat there listening to this woman talking at him. And he's gone under the suit, I think it is. He kind of like draws back. He's hiding away. And then she's going, like, and she says something about Taffy, so he hides under the seat. And then he comes out a minute later and he's got this full woolen coat which has been sewn onto him and hat number, which looks like a tea cozy. Hat yeah. looks like a tea cosy. It's brilliant. He looks like a toilet dolly, doesn't he? <laughs> he, and he just gives this look like fucking dad. Oh. What have you got me into? He was like, oh, I'm gonna pay you back for this. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not happy, is he? Bless him, no. thief. <laughs> He obviously takes himself very seriously as a detective dog. Yeah, and here he is covered in crochet. He's like, you know, another episode. Bit of criminal's hat arm till he dropped the gun. <laughs> One episode threw myself at a door. I'm such a hero. And I say episode as an episode of our lives because I'm a character who doesn't <laughs> know he is but in the TV show. <laughs> That's what I do on the job. Now look what they got me doing. I'm a fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dave. Poor Dave. Yeah. 
But you I mean, get a body double. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wearing that to get my body double. <laughs> Rufus? <laughs> Let me just click my fingers. Oh, oh no, opposable oh. thumbs! It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, so all these um, elderly people in this home, they're feeling very kind of under threat from this mugger that's going about, which the police have not been able to. Um, been able to catch you know they they all feel very threatened by this yes they don't feel safe in their own neighborhood but there's one man and he has been mugged by this person he he feels like he needs to be the person to stand up and and take this person down and so you've got this mugger that's following the old people but you've also got this old person that's then following the mugger. Yeah, and right from the beginning, he's shown as a grumpy guy. Yeah. Whilst everyone else is joining in, he's kind of sat there quiet, like very sullen. Yeah. But then you see loads of scenes where he's talking to the rest of the community. So he obviously isn't withdrawn. But something about the situation is more personal to him. Mm. Whereas other people are trying to engage with the neighbourhood, watch idea, even if they're cynical to the solutions. Yeah. I mean, they're, he's they're not all... engaging and that shows something about like he's obviously not the same place they are with it all no it's like one of the things that the police have come up with is they've given them all these bright orange um I don't know what would you call them these bright jackets. orange yeah, high-vis like, what, what, high yeah. jackets or in America they call them vests vests yep. you know high-vis vests and like walkie talkies so they can like keep in touch with each other as they're walking through the parks um, to help keep them safe and help communicate with people. Yeah, nobody saw you spill your drink there. I was letting you talk <laughs> while I quickly cleared well, up the mess. You wiped it off the sofa, yeah. Well, thank you, Michelle. Just throw me right under that bus there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw you under the bus. Oh, like you wouldn't throw me under the bus. That's neither here nor there. It's funny when I do it. Oh, right. Yeah, so um, so you've got this like mugger following the old people, and you've got this old man following the mugger. So this old lady's being followed by the mugger, and you think, oh, this old man's gonna, uh, sorry, this man's gonna mug this old lady. But then, out of nowhere, this elderly man comes out and attacks the mugger, and he's got a bat, and he hits him in the stomach, and he beats up this old man. Um, the young, yeah, the young man, man. The, young, the, the old, old man, man beats, beats up the up... young man. Oh, it's very tricky. This. The old man. Well, there's two people of different ages. That's tricky. It is tricky. The young man. No, the old man. The young man up. gets beaten up by the old man. This is how. The old man with a bat. The old man's got a bat, and he beats the crap out of the young man who is about to attack the old woman for her money. Correct. So you can say it better than me. No, that's very complicated. You're right. <laughs> it is. It is. Once you get up to three characters, men, two men. having the same gender. <laughs> So then you've got Ray and you've got Benny and they're looking at um, like all the footprints and everything. They see some blood on the snow and, uh, you know, they're trying to like trace it to find out, you know, what exactly has happened. And one of the things that we really liked about the scene is they, they kind of like follow this trail and they themselves are being followed. Yeah. Oh, this little boy. <laughs> Can I interject a little bit yeah. back? And it's the reason I put chess piece in it. Oh. You know when I wrote chess piece? Yeah, it's because you know the bit with well you didn't write it well, you like sorry, I my said Michelle write that down chess piece you've, you've um, got into the spirit of this <laughs> the reason I put chess piece mm-hmm. was you know when the blood's on the on the snow when he's just hitting him with the baseball bat yeah. in my head I thought oh do you know when he there's always a clue there 
And I just thought there's bound to be a chess piece. Do you know what I mean? So we can go, ah, oh, I know where... The... Do you know what I mean? You know, it. they always have some sort of clue that's yeah. like, ah, of course, that's from him. I was expecting to see a chess piece somewhere in that snow yeah. at that point because I thought it would just be so due south to say, ah, chess piece, ah, I know where this is from. And that's why chess piece come into my head. Oh, that would have been clever, but it's not part of the episode. No, it's not. It's not, it's not, it's not. <laughs> no, so that's not. what was in my head. <laughs> no, that's good, that's good. I like it. Uh, but, yeah, I also like the fact the woman was saying, um, oh, yeah, there was two of them, two people, and, like, she thought they were both attackers, mm. and it's the way Benny and Ray work out that it was actually one of them was the attacker. Well, let's face it, it was Benny. It works out. Yeah. One of them's the attacker, one of them's someone who's attacking the attacker. Vigilante. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, understand. yeah. There was this. Um, it was Nico who pointed out though. Yeah, there, as you said before, there's this uh, little kid with a bat. He's got a bat over one one arm, sandwich in his hand. He's just eating the sandwich, bat over his arm, and he's following the guys. Yeah. And they go, what? Why are you pulling faces? What? Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, just random boy, with a sandwich. In a bat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just what looks instantly comical. And it's so juiced out to have this kid just following them. <laughs> they don't pay any mention to him. There's no explanation. He just starts following them around. Even if when he's right in the middle of them, he's still, like, chatting away. Yeah, they're not paying any attention yeah. to the fact this little boy's following. Yeah. With on the back. And is it just me? and a sandwich. Yeah, and is it just me who didn't piece that together? It was the same bat. No, I didn't. No, no. Oh, I didn't. None of us. Oh, well, okay, you did. Yeah, I I thought it was the bat that was used. In well, no, it was in the end, but at that stage, was. I wasn't thinking oh, that. So I was I just like, was. Yeah. just a kid with his bat just following along, yeah. eating a sandwich. It's just a random juice up oh. moment, yeah. which will probably pay off later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, See, then that's they... why I thought it had blood on it because I assumed it was the bat. Well, no, it was. Yeah. It turned out it was, but I, we didn't ah. think of that at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is why you've got me on. That's why we need you, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need you. <laughs> Right, um, don't build up your pup. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a scene which I like to call Dumpster Diving Detectives. Oh, yeah. Nice. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, no. Fraser, not another dumpster. I'm not getting into the dumpster with you. Fraser, there is no way I'm getting into this dumpster with you. Don't even think about it. Don't even suggest it. Nobody suits that ruin. Same bat, which reminds me you of your niece, yeah. Yeah, I love that. that. <laughs> I love that little boy. She she would say that. Yeah. <laughs> and excuse uh, the noise distortion. That was when my housemate Joy came in, and Dottie decided to go and greet her yeah. and make as much noise as possible while running out to do so. 
Because the sound quality of the episode. Yeah, but it's dotty. Yeah, she's a diva. She doesn't care about that kind of thing. Hashtag diva baker. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's a wonderful little scene, and they do get the bat at the end of the the kid, and yeah, yeah, yeah they piece together. It's got the blood in it, and. I mean, but it's, it's a classic Benny scene. It's, it's one of those kind of like Benny and raisins, where raisins was kind of like, oh, you're disgusting. <laughs> and Benny gets licked trash. <laughs> yes. And does he lick the bat in the end? Um, yeah, does he? And then he's like, oh, it's ketchup. No, that's another thing he licks. It's one of the poles he licks oh. the ketchup on. Yeah. They find some poles in there because they think it might be yeah, a pole yeah. used in the thing. And then it's when the kid comes up with the bat, they're going, ah, no, it's the bat. Yeah. And he doesn't lick the blood. He doesn't lick the actual Even for juice out there, probably a bit. <laughs> that's a bit yeah, how did it, it could have been. He licks the ketchup. It could have been blood. No, but it was Benny. He knew. He knows the stuff. Then he wouldn't need to lick thing. it. Well, to identify exactly what it is, he might know it's not blood or be 90% sure. He's a mountie. He wants to be <laughs> properly sure. You he need to, to make know. Sure. The only way to know is to lick it, surely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. That's what my mum used to say to me anyway. I'm <laughs> 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 <For> sure that. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> mm. Right, moving on. <laughs> I do really like that scene though with um the little boy. It's like firstly it's like where the hell has a little boy come from? He just seems to have just completely follow yeah. them from nowhere. There's no parent around to be seen. He's just following a couple of men. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. And he's got his bat, he's got his sandwich, he's just following a couple of men. And then this man gets in a dumpster and he's stood watching, you know. <laughs> it's such a weird, bizarre scene if you actually try and think about it <laughs> what was the thing you, what was the song you said it oh um oh no th- that was about something different that was, was about was that later when... is that going yeah okay save it then save yeah, it save <laughs> save it uh, what's the next bit then Walsh was that little one Walsh oh there was a Walsh scene well. wasn't there was a little Walsh scene we had a Walsh scene because I was like starting to worry because <laughs> again they do mess with the format sometimes mm. but I love these little Walsh yes. scenes where he just comes in gives a comedy moment like uh, he plays it so deadpan, and then the other guys play yeah. off it so perfectly. So yeah, this is the little I, Walsh I scene. Say, I mean, I I always like the Walsh scenes, but I absolutely loved this Walsh scene. It is a Walsh scene. Of Benny, amongst mostly Walsh because scene. of Benny in it, but it, it was a great scene. It was. Uh, well, let's let's listen to it yeah. now. This is a scene we like to call. Work it out with Walsh. <laughs> send you out to solve a simple string of robberies and you'll bring me a vigilante a senior citizen no less lieutenant the responsibility for this is entirely mine oh i'm sure it is you know just once i'd like to have somebody besides the mountie come into my station and confess sir i encourage these people to not allow themselves to be now i have no right to compare my experiences to theirs and offer up solutions to a problem that was far more severe in their minds than i could possibly anticipate that might be so possible but before you put on the hair shirt none of this would have happened if detective vecchio would have found a thief before some little old man he's right back. oh thanks Frazier. but the little old man he waited for the thief in the park which means he knows the thief he knows his movements so if we find a vigilante we find a thief Our conversation has been extremely helpful. I'm so glad, Constable. Elsa, sir, I think you'll be pleased to know that I've taken the liberty of officially reprimanding myself. Good. Put it in the file. The rest of it. 
I love that for the whole thing of uh, well, first of all, that he writes his own reprimand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else? Only Benny. Only, but nobody else would ever write their own reprimand. Yeah, it's and just it's hilarious. It's like the Walsh is taking the piss out of them. You know, being so yeah. sarcastic, and of course Benny finds it so helpful. It's going. It's like actually, what you said that's really helpful. It's going. I'm so pleased. <laughs> no, my pleasure, really. You know? <laughs> me this is one of the best scenes with Emma Walsh yeah yeah and they get better again it's one of those things whereby they were already they hit the ground running with this show straight from the pilot they had this natural chemistry between all the characters and Walsh even though it was played by a different actor in that yeah. first pilot was still generally the same character mm. and they just got better at it the more episodes they do they start off on a high and they just got higher. They just got better at what they do. And that's just so rare. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. so this oh this is God. ten times funnier than, than the first episode. Oh, it's like straight away when you get Walsh just saying, I wish someone other than a Mountie would come in and confess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and usually he's going to um uh to Ray saying it's like uh, yeah, so you found another case. You didn't think any of that stack on your desk were yeah. worthy a look. <laughs> Instead, you brought me this thing in a sex club, you know, <laughs> in one episode. Oh, yeah, they're just always so good with him, aren't they? Yeah. Love it. Always left happy with Walsh. <laughs> yep. Oh, always yeah. left happy and smiling. <laughs> Do you want a, a moment alone, Michelle? Yeah. Is, is he here? Is he here? Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> Have you called Gary Walsh in bed? <laughs> oh, and uh, looking at my notes after the scene, I've gone for banana. Uh, yes, because <laughs> uh, the the to show that these uh, youths are up to no good, they're cycling down the street and they go past some with groceries. And they grab <laughs> a handful of bananas. Banana thieves. Which is so random. I'm going, what the hell? And Dodgy just looks on the way. Bananas. <laughs> bananas. I, I like bananas. bananas. I like bananas. Yeah, bananas <sighs> being Dotty's, uh, uh supper of choice for anyone who doesn't know, especially and bananas and yogurt. She loves. Good. Just have bananas. No. Although I have to say, I don't just have bananas, but I have had two bananas this evening. Well, just to show throw off. that out there. <laughs> uh, it's usually Dotty should have yeah, banana and yogurt in the evenings, and she loves that. She, uh, it's her favourite meal. And I'm with her. Bananas are amazing. I love them. I yeah. Love them. When we first got her, uh, she had a bad tummy, and uh, I was told bananas and yogurt were good for sending dogs' tummy somehow. Uh, by my brother. And she loved it, and we just served her that for dinner ever since. I wish people would serve me bananas for dinner. Mm. I wish someone would feed me. Bananas. <laughs> just feed, yeah. I Not do. necessarily bananas, just feed you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what it is, quite frankly. She can't to the hospital, we feed people quite often. <laughs> I've seen what you serve in the hospital. You don't feed people, <laughs> you give them something. Food substitute. Oh, so grim. <laughs> Food substitute. If like you go to space meals, <laughs> you go to the kitchens in the uh, hostel. 
Hostel. Hostel. Hostel. Hostel. You just got a row of microwaves. It's pretty hostile what they do to food. <laughs> yeah. And they all pre-packed things which you open up and just like, oh, oh Jesus. The omelettes look like sick. It's oh. vile. Really bad. Yeah, stay away from hospitals. Hospital food is bad. Well, I like to, but Jesus Christ. I mean, if you <laughs> have to be there, they can at least feed you something decent. You're looking at me like it's my fault. Yeah. You know, why don't well, you make could this you just food? Cook better than me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my cooking, come on. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, surely moving on. What was coming after that? I don't uh, know. You've got the list in front of you. Where are the. Oh, where are the bats? I was confused by what I wrote. Where are the bats coming from? Because there seem to be a lot of bats, like you know, yes. the old man who's um, kind of beaten up the mugger. Yeah, he's got so, one bat at the beginning, yeah. which then he leaves behind and gets taken, uh, like the later by the kid, and then you know, uh, yeah, Benny the, the, get it. There's like a and few then bats. later on, he's back at his, or he's back on the streets with another bat, and it looks yeah. distinctly different. And mm. plus, you know, it's not the other one because they've got the police custody. And then when he's back at home later, there's a third bat which looks different. It's got white tape around it, which the other two didn't. Mm. And it's like. Has he been going to Bats, 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 the local bat store? Which uh, yeah, where's he getting his bats from? Bats are us. Bats are us. That's a the bat, best thing. A bat stealer. Yeah, there's got to be like a bats are us somewhere mm. in Chicago. Some yeah. guy with a mat going. Do you want to buy a bat? Yeah. Oh, he it's buys like it from Batman. It's got to be a wholesale. Surely he's like bat, you know. Batman. Is that bat? No, 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 Batman. Yeah, that's what I was going yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Batman and the Robber. Oh, Robber and the Robin. <laughs> Instead of Robin, yeah. Oh, he, he's so not impressed here, is he? He's not impressed. I hate you both. <laughs> no, no, get him, get him. no, you don't. Guess what? <laughs> You're stuck with yeah, us. Yeah, stab me in the leg. That'll cheer me right up towards you. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, we're in minute ten of the episode now. <laughs> anyway, after that, um, there's a bit um with Benny in the park with the um older man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That's open to interpretation. Yeah, they're they're on the uh, around the chessboard. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's quite a nice scene. It's I a nice think. scene. There's like they're there's so they're facing each other. It's very jovial mm. and uh, cordial to begin with. The guy's setting up like ready for a chess game, and then Benny basically challenges him that he knows that he's the, the guy. vigilante yeah. guy. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about it very nicely, and then as soon as he brings that up, the guy just tenses up, just picks up his chess mm. piece, and goes on his way. Yeah, it's a very nice scene. Very. Uh, and that that guy in the scene, actually, I should look up the actor, but. He's a great actor. He's that that um, uh, older gentleman who plays uh, the victim term vigilante. He's really great in this episode. I mean, hats off to the guy. What are you doing, Michelle? I'm writing you a little message that um, can't be seen, <laughs> which I'm sure you're going to Well, you read need to go that. to the toilet. I need a wee. That I'm trying to write down. I need Aww. a wee. I know. I got a wee, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, I got a wee. I got a wee. I got to wee. Got to wee have I got you? to wee, Detective Squee. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wee me. Wee me. Wee me. I like super duper need a wee. 
and I'm it's me and, and, and I was trying I'm to be sorry, professional me, and not say it on the podcast but as always you always kind of get it out of me when I try well, and well throw you under the bus much like if you spill a bit of your drink <sighs> if I ever need a wee he makes sure that the listeners know okay yeah and it's uh, Carl Gordon plays Herb Co- Colling uh, if you pass me the thing we'll just yeah, keep going. Well, do you mind if we keep no, going you, 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 you keep can pen. you carry on my dears you carry on while I... Well, thank you, my darling. Yeah. <laughs> we're all West Country, then, aren't I? All West Country. Okay. I'll uh, come back as a southerner again. Thank oh, and we love Rudy. Yeah. We love Rudy is what we're on to now. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were on to. So one of the... Um, could you make crisp. a bit more noise as you go out of the room? Crisp packets. Crisp packets. We do eat while we drink. And we're professionals here. That's all I want to say. <laughs> so anyway, dear listener... In one of the follow-up scenes, we've mentioned before all the neighbourhood watch people are wearing these fluorescent uh, red jackets or vests, as an American might call it. Mm-hmm. And they're... Um, so I'm getting distracted by Michelle having a little chat outside the toilets. Of course. And one of the guys is Rudy, and he's going... Uh, he's walking up with uh, Herb up into the corridor in the building. Yeah. And he's one of his neighbor, direct neighbours and he's going on about like, uh, oh yeah, of course I talked to this woman before, but I come up wearing this red red jacket. We're having drinks on Tuesday. You know, he's so happy. Oh, he's dating him and going to the bingo. Yeah, going to the bingo, that's it. Yeah, 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 that's it. We've got a date, we're going to the bingo. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't 2018 then. They weren't going, it wasn't him. They weren't ready for that. I know, I said him yeah. and not her. I was, I was going into the future. I mean, if any show was going to do it, I think Due South might have done a gay storyline, but they didn't as it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lovely scene. He's just such a great character. It also shows how this guy, Herb, and Michelle's, by the way, just standing outside the room now as he waits for the toilet. And uh, She's hopping. Are you hopping? It just, show, it just shows you, though, that Herb... Excuse me. It just shows that Herb is not a complete misanthrope. As I mentioned before, he is a nice member of the community. The community will like him. Mm-hmm. But the second you talk about neighbourhood security, he tenses up. He becomes much less pleasant. He gets sorry, very wait a minute. Which Herb being... I thought Herb is the man that was oh, sorry. jolly. No, no, her, no Herb. the vigilante. No, the vigilante is Herb. Is vigilante Herb? Yes. I didn't... The other guy's Rudy. Oh, of course. Sorry, my, my misunderstanding. I do apologise. You get Keep shit up. guests on. This is what you get. Low budget. We get, get wonderful guests, much. Mr. Ross Mullen, <laughs> and the rum Sorry. were lovely. Yeah. Our listeners are used to high budget. Sorry, Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you pay little money, you get me. <laughs> oh, she can't. Okay, I'm not clearing up if you do. <laughs> we got a labour pose going. On. God. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you know you're so bad. <laughs> There's a little alleyway out back if you want yeah, thank to. You, thank you. <laughs> Is that the sound of running water right here? Church. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so it shows that Herb is not a, a misanthropic guy. He's actually a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to security, because he's got so sick and tired. He talked about the park before. In that park scene, he talks about how she's pretty thriving. You have kids making too much mm-hmm. noise. This place was alive. People loved it. And then suddenly... Then suddenly... Uh, it came to a point where people didn't feel safe. Yeah. There was no joy. There was no laughter out in this community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's been taken from them. Like a utopia of what it could have been. 
Well, it's not just what it, was. Well, what it was. And this whole thing of... Uh, it speaks to anyone, I think, of mm. these areas which they, you remember as being such nice, friendly places. Yeah. And due to crime, vandalism, whatever you will, suddenly doesn't feel safe. It suddenly feels violated. Anyone who's been robbed in their house, you know, had their house robbed oh, or whatever else will recognise that feeling of being mm. robbed of something. I was mugged once. Mm. Actually, it's happened twice to me. Once uh, I got punched in the face. Uh, um, wow. No stream, but I remember walking through the same areas that happened afterwards. It's just this indescribable feeling of like something's taken from you walking oh, through that area. Yeah. I used to walk all the time, a late at night, walk home in the middle of the city in Southampton where mm-hmm. I lived at the time. Suddenly that didn't feel safe anymore. And that just felt that feeling of something being taken from you. But you're talking on a scale of all these elderly people in this park and all this el- these elderly people from this neighbourhood having that feeling. Yeah. I found that deeply powerful. Um, sorry if I brought down the podcast with something more serious there, but there we go. Uh, right, Michelle's put fighting flats, knock on the door. Oh, yeah, so... Yes. So, yeah. So that was something I brought up. Sorry to interrupt yeah, there. So I brought that up because, and I'll tell you why, they, they basically, he, the, the robber was having a fight. What? With Herbs. Herbie. Herbie. No, not Herbie. Herb. Herb, that's Herb, it, that's sorry. It. Herb uh, So the robber was having a fight with Herbs in the flats. And what got me, herbs. the reason, yeah, <laughs> Herbs. It's only because I know someone called Herbs, that's why I'm saying Herbs. Um, anyway, the what got me was that... Uh, Benny had been sort of... Bef- Michelle, could you make a bit more noise as you're entering the room? <laughs> Would you like me to? Could you close the door properly? Oh, so, um, yeah, so sorry, they'd called... The, Rudy had called um, Benny and said there's a disturbance. So he got to the door and he knocks on it and he says... He kind of... I can't remember the exact words, but it was almost like a herb. Knock, knock, knock. Let me in. And I thought, well, how's he going to get to the door? You can hear a fight going on. How is he then going to go, oh, hang on a minute, I'm just going to go and answer yeah. the door? That bit didn't get, because I thought, wouldn't you just knock the door down? Because why would you ask someone to come and answer the door when you could clearly see that nobody was going to come and answer? Mind you, was that his neighbour at me. the door? No, it was when he was going... No, but who was at the door trying to get in? Uh, Benny was, at, was trying was to Benny, get yeah, into yeah. the flat. And maybe it's procedure that they've got to do that. Maybe it is, but it just made me laugh because I thought, well, obviously he's not going to come and answer the door because <laughs> they're having a fight. That's why I brought that up. It just made me think like that. I know it's procedure, but come on, it, it's due south. You know, procedures aren't really. Yep, old Benny, Benny <laughs> oh, and my himself a procedure. Benny and oh, his procedure. He loves yeah. himself a procedure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Loves the procedure. Loves the kick. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as much as we love the rum. <laughs> and you've put music, Rocky? Oh, yeah, I mean, the reason I put that was there was um, actually a couple times like during this episode... Mm. You know, I mean, we've spoken before about the um, significance of the music in the episodes. We have indeed. And there were, I think there were two times I actually noted in this episode that the music, it was kind of like metal, rocky music. 
It, it was quite heavy, which is quite unusual for the Due South um, episodes, I thought. But it was quite a, a kind of a rock music that was, that was going on. Was that on. Bone of Contention? Um, I so. don't know what they were. Because there was about three songs on this and the clip in this episode, mm. which are all on the soundtrack. So this is obviously a big hitter with the soundtrack for Due South. Yeah, I mean, I really, really liked the music that they were playing as well. It's really... I mean, all the music of Due South, we've yeah. said this numerous times... Music of G-Self is like a character in itself. Yeah. It's so good. It's so on point. So fits. The soundtracks are brilliant. If you can get all of them, please do. And we will do a special episode at some mm. point on them. Probably be after the second series, because I think the first soundtrack covers the first two series, and the second one covers the third series. We want to do it at the end, yeah. once they've all been played in different episodes. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And, um... Don't have hiccups now. All right, Rummy. I know, my goodness. Toilet breaks, hiccups, so unprofessional. No, but... <laughs> no one's surprised. <laughs> I know, it's us, right? We're like, so unprofessional. Or is it just me? Actually, before we get any further, there is another final clip. And this is of when uh, they bring... Uh, they've just had a line-up. And one of the guys in the line-up, I noticed... Was one that detects either Huey or June, whichever yeah. the black guy is. And I was really frustrated because you... You know, you you said, oh, I think that's um, like one of the detectives. But then they never like really showed him again properly, did they? Yeah, so but I it was. It definitely look. was. It was him in the lineup. But to be honest wow. with you, I think they might do that in precincts when uh, you've got someone who fits a general description. If they've got a detective there, I wouldn't be surprised if they use one for a lineup. It kind of makes sense that just if you've got someone who happens to meet for the bill, mm. and it wasn't just because he was just a black guy. He did kind of fit the general build of the guy I would say yeah um, yeah. I guess and I think they do have some variants in the lineup. they don't want them all to look identical because the whole point is you're meant to pick them pick out pick someone out yeah um, so I think it was, it was all kosher and that seemed like a fine thing to do but I'm sure that was a little easter egg that they that you could notice that he was put in there but anyway afterwards Herb is asked to identify it and he doesn't pick one mm. and you get the impression that he's going to go on and do some vigilante justice and we're not the only ones to pick that up. Benny does as well. Yeah. He has this little word with him in a scene we like to call Batty Boy. <laughs> this won't end here. He knows where you live. He knows you've seen his face. It will end. And someone may die. So be it. You know, Mr. Calling, you had the strength to swing that bat. You must have the strength to put it down. I, I love that. It's, mm. it's so simple. It's a short scene, but it says everything it needs to. It's like, oh. uh, yeah, it's so bit. That's just so kind of cold of like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen here. And then for Benny to go, you, know, you have you have the strength to pick that bat up. Surely you have the strength to put it down. Every, oh, that says everything. That. Everything in just a few lines. So the next one we've got up is uh, Benny on a Barrel. And there isn't a clip, there isn't one of my uh, newly found fun clip names. That was the song. Benny on a Barrel. You said it sounded like Mesh in a Bowl. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It was one of those really kind of like comic moments. Like it could have been a, a cartoon, you know, yeah, a yeah. cartoon character ends up kind of 
rolling on a on a barrel, you know, the feet going like whiny coat. Yeah. It was do. very slapstick. It was very kind of slapstick. But there he is, Betty on a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> how else quickly. can you describe it? That's how it was. Um, and then uh, Deefen Baker when they do catch the guy. This is actually this is before the lineup. Oh, we've done this. Oh, sorry, I've done it out of oh. order. But anyway, this is before the lineup. It's when they catch him to bring him into the lineup, and uh, Deefen Baker tackles the guy to the ground, I think, and then he run, goes away, grabs his hat off his head, and then spits it out on the criminal. <laughs> looks up at Benny, goes, huh, and then walks off. Yeah, <laughs> that is his like Diva Baker moment of the episode. Hashtag yeah. Diva Baker. Diva Baker. He loves that. <laughs> uh, so Ray's green shirt and waistcoat. Oh, yeah. So something I picked up on is like through the majority of the episode, Ray is, you know, he could be working in an office, as we said earlier on. He's so kind of smart in his in his workwear. But a bit later on, when when they're at that bit, when they're at the typewriter, the old, oh my goodness, the, the oldie old typewriter. The ye oldie of ye oldie times. And by the way, a lovely moment where uh, he types a, a letter and uh, Benny goes, uh, you typed a Z, I, I think you meant to type an R. It's like, sorry, a what? A, a Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he picks him up on a couple of letters. He, he goes, knows what he's typing. And then he goes to say something else. He goes, just stop it. He goes, I was just about to compliment you on your spacing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny just watching somebody on one of those old typewriters. Yeah. Yeah, because this isn't that... Surely I had some computers then? I, I just suppose yeah, it's it possible. Yeah, it's proper old using... typewriter. Oh, my goodness. I bet it was probably a time where some people were still using yeah, typewriters. Yeah, it must have been. My goodness. Yeah, but I did notice at this point, like, Ray is wearing this, like, dark green shirt and he's wearing a waistcoat, which is not as garish as some of the things he's worn before, but it's definitely got some colour into it. So he's kind of like... It's making you a bit happier. I mean, making me a bit happier. It's maybe only a three on the Ray shirt scale, yeah. but at least it's something. But when he has spent like almost the whole episode wearing this dull kind of office worker type suit stuff, it kind of stands out a little bit. Do you think they went to wardrobe going, just hand us a three, it'll feel like a five today? It, but yeah, <laughs> I think that's, maybe that's the thing, you know. He didn't need to go proper garish because it was, it was already quite a step up. Yeah. So at least like when he's back in the office just doing his, like, you know, oh, writing everything up, he's kind of back to himself a little bit and you're seeing a little bit of that Ray kind of personality coming through in, in his um, in his clothes. Because like, something that made me laugh like earlier on in the episode with the whole dumpster bit, and he's like, do you realise how many suits I've ruined going into yeah. dumpsters with you? And you kind of think, okay, that could be a reason why he's <laughs> he's a little bit more careful with, with what he's wearing like during his normal work days but he's got such a big personality Ray it must be such a big thing for him to kind of dole down his clothes you know that is yep. where he's showing him his personality well the next note we've got is one from Nicola so you said Buffy oh yeah, yeah. I did um, and I think it's just because you want to see Ray in the Buffy yeah <laughs> as I call it <laughs> so the reason I said that is because anyone that's watched Buffy well, no, there's a point... I don't know if you guys have both watched it. I have. I've watched some. But there's a point in it where um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, actually um, dies. She saves her sister, blah, blah, blah. There's a long Dawn, story behind yeah. it. Yep, Dawn. Spoiler. Um, sorry. 
Watch it then. <laughs> so you, yeah, it, and then basically, yeah. Sorry to for anyone who hasn't watched it after twenty plus years. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I think sometimes spoilers might get out after the time. Um, Anyway, so she dies. And what happens at that point is it releases um, new um, slayers into the world. Because there's usually only one slayer. The potentials. The potential slayers. And there's one particular one that comes into it who has a a stick called Mr. Pointy. By the way, just quickly... I will be interviewing some of the potentials from Buffy the Vampire no. Slayer in October. No, I think it's either September, October. It, I forget the exact date, but Coventry Comic Con. So oh. book your t- tickets now. Look up Coventry Comic Con on Facebook if you're in the UK. Uh, or if you're not, come over. Well, that's awesome. Um, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> There's a part in it, yes. Yeah, so this, this Slayer comes in because she's died. It's not a potential. You're thinking... Well, there were potentials that did come alive. This was an actual Slayer. It was like a double up of Slayers. She had a... Yeah, one of the... Uh, called, uh, do you remember the she had Mrs... Faith died, yes. She had Mr Pointy. Do you remember Mr Pointy? She had a... Yep. She had a slayer. What made me think of Buffy, basically, was, is while they were talking at the typewriter, Benny is actually making a he stake. He was. He was making a and stake, And it made me think, he? well, he's talking about catching a vigilante. And I'm thinking, actually, your actions are saying you're going out to... Slay some vampires. <laughs> That's what me made above. He was actually, wasn't he, doing this I noticed mistakes. that. I noticed he was like he was. sharpening his bit of wood was, you know, to make it look like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. so Nicholas party. wants to see him Buffy. You want to see his sharpened wood. Uh, <laughs> you want to see his Mr Pointy. I mean, between the two of you. We just want to see his... Read between the lines. His truncheon. His nightstick, as he mentions earlier. Of Buffy. He, look, you're talking about catching a vigilante. His actions were saying, I'm off to kill some vampires. No, so I, I'm going to hammer through a couple of these. I hope you don't mind. So the old guy buys a gun. Uh, old guy. You've just called him old guy all the way through. It's Herb. Yeah. Switches clothes with his friend. Yeah. To go out. yeah. So he's in incognito. Goes to the cash point where he, there was a bit of, you know, I wasn't sure here for a second, but I think you are right. Because I was thinking it's like, well, is he just going along? I thought to begin with, he was just going along to the cachet check place, maybe incognito so he doesn't get seen or mugged mm. or whatever. But it does transpire he's there. He's going there on purpose to show down with the guy. Yeah. I thought he just had the gun just in case, but he was planning this. He knew where the guy yeah, yeah. strikes quite often. Which me and Michelle knew. Yeah, we got that. You yeah, I just said that. that. I just said that. <laughs> I just said you that. You just said it. We're just making Ian sure. did catch up yeah. in the end. <laughs> so we got Rocky music again. Uh, Benny Human Shield? Yeah, so there was a point. So, you know, this guy, this old guy, as I like to call him, he's kind of gone out as this proper kind of vigilante. He's got... I would hurt as I call him just for respect for like the elderly, but that's just me. Old guys, I like to call him. <laughs> See, he kind of like face to face, you've got old guy Herb, and you've got the young guy that's mugging all these people. And there's Herb standing there with this gun. And what does Benny do? He stands in between them to become a human shield. That's just the type of guy he is. You know, yeah. he's willing to put his own life out there to save other people. But it was kind of funny because he kind of like talks himself out of this position, doesn't he? He's kind of like, I don't understand why you're doing this. That's a lovely look, Ian. 
tries to be the hero coming in between he's like you know stop you don't need to do this you don't need to shoot this guy but then he kind of goes on I don't understand why you're why you want to shoot this guy and then he goes oh actually and then he talks himself into it doesn't he he's like oh yeah I understand now because then you know he's not going to be around your park anymore and he won't be a problem alright fine shoot him and he walks out of the way <laughs> well the way uh, Benny does it is he's very clever as always psychological game yeah he says, it's like, uh, you don't want to do this. He goes, yes, I do. And then he says about, like, uh, he goes, uh, but then you were saying the reason why you're doing it was this reason. And if you do this, then you're the thing that you hated. Mm. And uh, I just don't understand that. And plus, you know, if, if these people are, are stopping people going to the park, after you've done this, you're going to have to decide, is that person good enough to come into your park? Is that person good enough? Is that person okay? And he describes it so well, and then he goes, Anyway, don't let me stop. He just walks out of the way and it's so beautifully crafted that it's a kind of Doctor Who moment because especially in New Who and Doctor Who, they have these moments sometimes where he says for someone not to do it and they're still going, no, I'm going to do it. And he goes, oh, okay. And he just sits back. Like There's a moment in a particular episode where he sits back on the scene and goes, no, go on. And they go, well, I will. Let's go, yeah, go on then. <laughs> but I, I will. <laughs> go on then. And they stop what they're doing because he's psychologically kind of messed with them, basically, but in a way which has just made them face up to the truth. Mm. It's very sweet. So, Michelle, next you've written old with package of clothes for Carly. Hold on, let me look at my writing. I mean, good luck to you. <laughs> and then you put I got a wee. I don't know what that's got to do yeah, with the episode. Goodness knows what that. Mind you, it was an elderly episode. Well, I'm Michelle. Yeah, At any okay, point, okay. they might have needed a wee. And we are, well, not Michelle, but I some of us are over 40 and encroaching 40. Just not Michelle. Well, I mean, over That's 40 so is really when it goes downhill, though, isn't it? Isn't hey? it, Nicola? I mean, over 40 is when it's oh. a real problem. Well, you'll be there Croaching the, the year. Croaching 40 is not a problem. No, really? And I'm nowhere near it, so um, <gasps> oh. I must be, what, 17? <laughs> Was this guy somehow bizarrely on tips in a shop selling rum? No, 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 no. Oh, so just generous towards the elderly. Oh, <laughs> I have to ask to be ID'd. Oh, I do that old gag, you know, when you when you're going into you gag someone. Them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gag me and um, ask me how old I am. When I go to clubs and they ask young girls and stuff like that, old, and I'm, do you want to say I do all that? And they always go, oh yeah, how old are you? I did generally get ideas. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll explain what that sentence means, shall I? So, there's the old, you know, right at the end, you've got the old lady that turns up and she's got, um, like a bag of clothes for Diefenbaker. Ah, yes, it's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Diefenbaker. She, she's been making clothes for Diefenbaker. 
And she calls him Corky. Oh, oh and Corky, Corky. Corky loved his hat so much, I made him another one. That's what it says. It says Corky. Like, who's Corky? She means Diefenbaker. Why is she calling him Corky? It's like she just randomly can't put this name for him. Well, I think she's seeing his her own dog in him, or I think that's the idea. It's a dog well, she's yeah, known. maybe. I, I doubt Diefenbaker is happy with this. <laughs> Well, he didn't look it. <laughs> no, I don't think he's happy with this. He's like, I'm a fucking cocky. I'm deep. I'm deep and bigger. I'm deep and bigger. I'm a police dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he's happy with this. <laughs> I mean, the things he's done, we've seen him do amazing things. Now he here he is in a crochet top and hat. Yeah. Oh, what a come down. Yeah. Yeah. To, to end on a low, poor Deef. It's like, I jumped off one of those things of stairs which they use for planes to take down a robber. And now I do this. <laughs> this is what I've become. Yeah. The crochet model. <laughs> so that's pretty much that episode of To Yourself, which I can't think anyone would imagine we didn't very seriously go through i mean the episode was 45 minutes long roughly uh an american sitcom hour or no not sitcom uh, comedy drama hour we've suddenly uh so far spent an hour 40 talking about it let's go on to our our rankings of the night so uh first of all and we can't forget to Mm. rank the episode which we Mm. almost did last time i had to record it after the fact very embarrassing let's start off with uh well, we were just on Deep and Baker, so best Deep and Baker moment of the night. Mm. Now, I think I'm going to start with Nicola because I think you might have a different one to to the rest of us. Uh, yeah, mine would be Send when he me. spits out the hat because it was for me. It was kind of like, well, and I'm not doing that. Puh. That was the bit I liked. It was a nice Deep and Baker uh, hashtag. Diva, Diva Baker moment. Yeah, Diva Baker. Yeah, But there was also the uh, bit earlier on. Where he did get put the hat and coat on. The look of tripping with sarcasm that that wolf gives in that moment when he has got a crocheted hat and coat number on is, I mean, it's Oscar winning. Like, whatever the uh, dog Oscar equivalent <laughs> yes. is. There should be one. Oh, my goodness. There should be like a... The dogska. Yeah, the dogska oh. or something. There should, that should be a thing. The Oscar... Is Oscar a brand of dog food? Not that I'm aware of. It sounds like it should be. I know what you mean. It sounds more like it's not cat food, is it? I'd say the Caesar, but then they changed it to Mr. Uh, Dog. Blimey, Michelle. One second, Michelle. We're now opening the the other rum. It's like 50-50. Unless you want that. No, that's right. The drunker Michelle gets, the more generous her measures go. And by generous, it's... Deadly. Stupid is what it is. Well, I like science. Like and that. Nicholas becoming an alchemist by trying to measure them out. <laughs> Please, Nicholas, save me. Save me from the rum. It will kill me. Match mine oh. in. Well, yeah, that is going to kill us all one day. Yeah, because I... Yeah. Michelle, quickly, your uh, uh, Baker moment oh, of the week. Easily the one where he is covered in crochet. You say you're with me on the group. Yeah. I mean, I think Nicholas' moment is equally as good. I've got to say, they they. Oh, I like how you're being so nice. <laughs> no, no, genuinely, I like the, both of those moments. Seem. Oh, come on! What am I? What? Not... No, no, no! Uh, hold on! Let me hold it up. Let me hold it up. Yeah, you got more. We're... You've been drinking slower than what oh, we have. Goodness. 
Well, I put a little bit extra in it. But... Yeah, so we're going to tell you what the other rum is like in a minute. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. We've got to get through this rum because we've mentioned it on this podcast. We have to at least have We'll some. get through it. Not Jeez. through it. Not... Well, before the end okay. of this episode. We won't die. We will, we will at least taste it. Sorry. Oh. Before we finish this podcast, because otherwise we've mentioned a rum and we haven't tried That's either. true, that's true. So, but anyway. Uh, we need the new Coca-Cola. Oh, we can have the new Coca-Cola. <laughs> new Coca-Cola. Hold on, listen. Oh, listen to that. So now we've gone from being a G-South podcast <laughs> to a G-South and rum podcast to just Michelle just... loudly opening <laughs> bottles of Pepsi Max, other uh, shitty versions of Coca available. So uh, next we're on to most, let's go for most Canadian of the week first of all. Okay. In fact actually let's just, let's try the rum before we go on to this. Uh, so cheers. Um, so pour nice, thank you. Pour yours and uh, what shall we drink to now? Um, Life. I think we should drink to crochet. Oh, okay. <laughs> crochet dogs. Yes, yes, yes. That's very nice. And it does taste quite grown up. Yeah, yeah. A grown up rum. I suppose those kids' rums. We've gone all grown up now on this podcast. We're all adult and grown up now. We're all adult. It's got got a bit of spice in that one. I like it. I didn't think this was going to taste like a spicy rum. But actually, Herbie. When you showed me the bottle, I didn't actually... To me, that doesn't look like a rock bottle of rum. Mm. If you look at the bottom, because that's why I'm referring to it as grown up. Because actually, to me, looking at it now, it looks like a bottle of whiskey. It does, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like Johnny Walker kind it of stuff. It doesn't style. look like a rum bottle, and that's why I'm thinking of it as grown up. Anyway, we like that rum. Sorry. We'll talk yeah. about it a bit more <laughs> next week's episode, which we're going to record in a minute. I'll explain that in a moment. Ooh. But before we do that, most Canadian of the week, uh, I'm going to go first then. Oh, go on, you go first. I'm going to go with Rudy. He Ooh. was, uh, his chirpy optimism, his happiness, his looking out for a neighbour, his wanting to go out and do, like when uh, he's going down the road to cash a cheque, he wants to do it himself. And his house, his flatmate, which turns out was doing it to do a showdown with the guy. Mm. He... Kind of jumps into like, no, no, I'll do it for you. No sense of both going. He's still volunteering to go though for himself because he wants to do his own stuff. It's that ethic, it's that happiness. That's why Rudy's my Canadian of the week. Okay. My Canadian of the week is the old lady that crochets all the things for her thief and baker. Okay. <laughs> because she's just so sweet. She's yeah. sweet and she's cute. And that's, if I think of a Canadian, I think of him as being quite sweet and cute. <laughs> Apart from Johnny White Trash, yeah? Well, yeah, I hadn't thought about him. He's... <laughs> yeah, now I think of it, yeah, he's sweet and cute. Aww. Well, there you go, Johnny. I think two words never used to describe you. <laughs> Except for by Mrs. White Trash. And by the way, it is their uh, anniversary today as we record this. Aww, Happy anniversary, Johnny. See, isn't that sweet and cute? Aww. Sure. <laughs> okay, mine is not a person. And mine is the snow. Okay. Ooh, this has gone in a different direction. Shall I tell you why I've gone for the snow? And sure. this was before the revelation about the fact it's filmed in Toronto and not in Chicago. Right. This was before I knew that because I was watching the programme of the, the episode 
and I was so impressed with the amount of snow that they had in Chicago. (laughs) I didn't know that bit because you hadn't told me that bit, so I didn't know that bit. I was so impressed with the amount of snow that it couldn't... Because I've got a friend that lives in Calgary... And right. the amount of obviously snow they get that made me think of her in Calgary, and I kept was so impressed by the amount of snow that they had in Chicago, it made me think of Canada. Hence, my most Canadian of the week. I like it. I like it. Now I will allow this. Of course, it's nice, but that's it for weather pans. We're not allowed <laughs> any more weather pans. With okay. that's done. Okay. I like. I like it when you backdoor when you do something a bit more interesting. But I That's cool. Go back up to but yeah, why. yeah. But now, if someone does snow next, no, you're not having it. I had a reason it's for not, it. It's cheating then. Now on to most American mm-hmm. of the week. I think I've got the one here, but I'm going to let you guys go first. My one was Herb. Herb okay. or Herbie? I want to call him Herbie. Herb. It's it Herbie. Herb. He didn't go bananas. I don't know bananas why. Bananas were involved in the episode, but. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go Herb <laughs> because I think he was all about that kind of. You know, this is my like human right to defend myself. Not necessarily gun wise. <laughs> that seems to be quite an American thing, but it was just the fact oh, that jeez, you gotta slam the Americans every no, time. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. This, this isn't about me just slamming Americans. This is just about me kind of saying that I think you know. I I actually I've got a lot of respect for him and the way that he kind of like stood up for himself and it wasn't just standing up for himself it was standing up for all the other people that he lives with his community his community you know that the park used to be such a big part of his community and it had been ruined by these people and I really like the fact that he was willing to just kind of put himself out there and what Dottie's shaking a corner in agreement so yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh, agreement for you Nicola now mine's an interesting (laughs) (laughs) It was the rain that they had in one scene. Yeah. Um, I went very early with an American, and I'll tell you what it was. You know when they first turned up at the old people's home? Yeah. And there was the woman in her, um, what do you call it, like a scooter. Yeah. And she was stuck in the snow. She wasn't moving in the snow. And this is going to turn me very political, but I remember thinking at that point... That it was almost like, and obviously I appreciate yourself as film back in the day. Um, I remember thinking it was almost like her, she wasn't moving anywhere. And I felt, I felt that scooter, she wasn't moving anywhere. America's not moving anywhere where Trump's in power. That's well, it's all moving I somewhere, there's no way we <laughs> Exactly, but it's like stalemate. There's no, it's not really going where it should be going. And that's what I kept thinking with that scooter, not moving anywhere. Have and you was... made a scooter your most American? I've made the lady. Oh, the okay. I, was going to... I thought it was going to be you. a scooter after the start. But I kept thinking, that scooter's not going anywhere. Bit okay. like America. Fair enough, fair yeah, enough. bit like America with Trump. That's what I kept thinking. Okay, fair Be enough. That. Well, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Michelle, I hope. Yeah. But for similar reasons, but not quite the same. So, you mentioned that he's out there, he's looking out for his community. He's working outside the system, he's working outside the law. Mm. He doesn't have a gun, though, much like Batman. Ooh. I think you find Herbie is a vigilante, like all those superheroes. Like DC, all Batmans and stuff. And he is Batman, he's got a bat. Much like Batman, um, who who has a bat. No, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, he is a bat. He is a Batman. Um... (laughs) 
he's a Batman. He's like any of those superheroes, like those vigilantes, which is so big in the superhero and he world, especially he lost in his DC. Ooh. It all comes. To, <laughs> I was gonna say I'll go with it. I don't remember that, but fuck I'm it. adding that. <laughs> but it all comes together that he is like a DC hero. So oh, yeah, that and it kind of get more American. Can I get more American than Batman? Can I just say good old herb? Um, I love. Yes. It. <laughs> Batman is the ultimate. I've got it. I've got a bat symbol on my shoulder, tattooed. That's just the thing I do. <laughs> anyway, so uh, now it just leaves us. I almost forgot. Ooh. To give our mobility scooters out of ten <laughs> this week for this episode of Due South. Oh. Michelle. I really enjoyed this one. I, I think I'm going to go eight. Yeah, it was strong. Yeah. I had eight in my head yeah. as well. Absolutely. I'm going to, yeah, right across the board. Wow, eight. look at that. We have to eight. say nines and tens for, we know what's coming. We know there's some mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're going to say the ten for that. Right, now we are about to, and, oh, jeez, God knows, this has already gone off the, the rails so far. We're about to record straight <laughs> after this a very special episode of Due South by Southeast, which will be coming out next week. We've already mentioned him a couple of times. It's Johnny White Trash <laughs> with his quiz that he's done on the We Are Not It's Pleasure podcast, on the Gallifrey Stands podcast for our 200th episode, and now on Due South by Southeast. He's going to do The People Have Spoken, where he gives a different movie, this time all connected with Due South actors, mm. and we've got to guess what it was given on IMDb. Right. So it's game show edition of Due South by Southeast <laughs> next week. But for now, we'd like to thank you for listening. My name has been Detective Squee. With me as... Why do I do it like that? My name's been Detective Squee. With I feel me like as... I need to bring it down. I'm Mountie Michelle. With me as always has been Dottie Baker and... Oh, yeah, sorry, I forget. I'm coming after Dottie Baker now, aren't I? In the right order, yep. Mountie Michelle. And joining us this week has been... Newly knighted, Nicola. Newly knighted. Knighted. You knighted me into the Mountie thing. No, you were done. That was you done episodes ago. Was it? Yeah. But you haven't called me a Mountie before. But mini Mountie, which makes you a Mountie. Oh, okay. Just a mini variety. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle, if they were going to... Get the sound cue in early, <laughs> and maybe maybe they were going to have a compass while they were doing that, <gasps> and they were going to point it to a certain direction. Where would you recommend they point their compasses till to until next week? <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Oh, go on, point it due south by southeast. Till next time, keep your compasses pointing due south by southeast. <laughs> Help the old people. I stopped it. That's fine. Oh, haven't you?